Hey everyone, today's guest is Carolina Kirkova, the incredible, admirable supermodel and founder of Griff and Ivy Rose. Often called one of the last true supermodels, the Czech-born Karolina Kirkova has established herself as a fashion and entertainment icon and savvy businesswoman. She's graced the covers of every major magazine and parlayed her talent into one of the most successful models of all time. Carolina is now becoming the next go-to wellness guru through her family health and wellness brand, Griffin Ivy Rose. We talk about everything from changing the perception of the health and wellness industry to coming up as a supermodel from the age of 16, motherhood, and how she juggles it all like a total badass boss. Take a listen. Carolina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I was so excited when this happened and um, when the team reached out because I think you have an incredible story to tell and would love to kind of start with your, you know, you have some exceptional businesses that you've launched, but would love to start kind of in the early years, like before you came to the U.S., what were you doing and how did you get here? And for those of you who live under a rock and don't know who you are, you know, what happened? Oh, I don't know if I'm good at keeping it short. <laughs> you know, I, I, um, I, oh my God, there was so much. I mean, I've been in the business 23 years in in a month. We'll be 23. So it's it's been a long time since I, I started in the fashion business and, and started kind of my life in the U.S. But I'm originally from the Czech Republic. I grew up there until I was 16. Um, I started actually being in the fashion business when I was 15, um, still living with my parents and home and, of course, going to school. But that's really when I started. It was, well, actually, earlier. I started when I was 14, but not in, like, the fashion world yet. Um, it was more in my country, you know, having my dad driving me to castings to Prague because I didn't live in Prague, which is our capital city. I lived like an hour and a half. So it was so cute. My dad would drive me to castings you know, for more like commercials and like, you know, for water or like um, teenager magazines, you know, having those braids on the sides and funky ponytails. And yeah, really, I got into more of the, the like the fashion global universal world when I was 15 and it started in Milan when I did the exclusivity for Prada. I opened the show. I remember I spent two weeks in Milan and where all the collection was made on me. I had to do all the fittings with Miss Miucha, which was a very kind of special time because that was really my first time being on an airplane ever. Um, and I remember I was so excited. I was going with another model who was with my agency back from home. So I was living with her. She was older uh, while I was doing these two weeks um, in uh, with Prada. And that really launched my career because nobody ever seen me before. It was my first runway show. I just remember really just being so excited. I, um, I, I, had, I was this bowl of energy. So I would always smile, always be so hyper. And, you know, people thought I'm drinking so much coffee. I mean, I didn't really start drinking coffee like later, later in life. I was just, just so high on life and, and, and just so excited and happy to have these opportunities and, you know, wanting to always do my best. And so that kind of opened really me to the high fashion world. And then they wanted me to come to us, to New York 
see some clients and really spend some time. That was when I was 16. And so I came also for two weeks uh, by myself. Um, and again, I remember it was just so exciting. I mean, coming to New York, US, where the dreams, you know, come true and you can, anything can happen, anything it's possible. Uh, I really just love that mentality. And yeah, I started to see people, you know, you have people who love you, who people believe in you, people don't believe in you, people want to put you in, in some sort of a box. And I always knew that I'm not someone to be put in a box. I don't like to be constrained that way. I always knew I can do the more commercial. I can also do the more editorial. I can be from pretty to strange to creative, you know, not just, I'm not that one way look or one personality. I mean, we all women have many personalities in us. Uh, I just like really tapping into all of them. And, and I think that's really what's fun about the job is that you get to really tap into them. You don't always have to be the one way, but you do have to be open and willing, you know, to, to be those different personalities and play and, and not just always be necessarily that one way pretty or just same way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So when you, when you got cast by Mutia, having also been in fashion, not quite as long, but I'm approaching 18 years, you know, that can, you know, some, some models, it takes them five, 10 years to get that campaign. You mm-hmm. got it right away. So what do you think you did once you had that momentum to keep it going? Because there's a lot of incredible models who have flamed out and you've had this incredible longevity. Um, so what do you attribute that to? Um, I'm definitely very hardworking. I'm very focused. I am very open-minded and open and willing to explore. Um, I don't know if that sounds right, but meaning like I am, you know, I'm a team player. I think that's kind of what I wanted to say. I'm a team player. I'm okay. You know, just really whatever we need to do to get things done and make it the best that it can be. And also I, I'm a contributor. I'm not just there to be like, okay, you tell me what you want me to do. I really love to be uh, to be collaboration when I work. And I, I like to give, you know, I'm a big, again, when I work with people on the team, I'm, I, I like to also bring from my own point of view, okay, why don't we try this? I mean, I was definitely famous for the one more role, which doesn't exist because now where everything is digital. But back in a film times, I'd be like, we can do better. We can do one more role. And people would be like laughing. It was so cute because I was this 15, 16 year old girl, you know, telling the best photographers, Mr. Avedon, Patrick de Marchelier, I mean, you name it, I would tell them, no, we can do one more role. We will do better. <laughs> uh, so I guess that I think that really there already says a lot about me. You know, I really go, I don't give 100%. I give like 20%. I'll be the last one leaving the set. Like, I'm just, I'm very dedicated to my craft. I love what I do. I do it with love and passion. And I treat, every job, everything I do, no matter how big or small, the same way. For me, it's all important. It's all big. uh, And I just want to give the best that I can. Um, And I think also people like my energy. I was very different. I was very refreshing. I was very happy and upbeat. And, you know, I just, yeah, I was just always very 
upbeat and happy. Um, and, you know, and, and, and professional, I guess, for my age. Yeah. I think people were always very impressed how focused and professional I was being 15, 16. I mean, God, I have a child that's 13, a son. I can't imagine like at 15, you know, him being so, I mean, he's like, he's very emotionally mature, but to be able to be on set, I mean, being, working with these huge brands and companies and having hundreds, sometimes 50, 30 people around you on set. And that, you know, everybody's telling you what to do, touching you or, uh, or just the pressure of it, um, you know, that I was able to handle it. But I think my dad being a pro basketball player and growing up with him and around it definitely gave me a lot of experience. And then prior being in the fashion business when I was younger, I was, you can say kind of a professional gymnast before I get extremely long and tall. Um, so I would train as a gymnast before school and after school, I had to audition. I worked with like really good Russian teachers. Um, and then in my town was town where a lot of girls would live there. If they didn't live in my town, there was like a special gymnast school where only like the best in my region would train. So that already gave me a lot of discipline. So I definitely also contribute a lot of my focus and discipline to sports. I think sports are extremely important for kids because that will give you so much in life later on. I mean, it gave me. Um, so I think that's really important. Yeah, I think that it makes a huge difference. I mean, I, I've never had the opportunity to cast let's just say in your category, a supermodel, but with the thousands of models we've worked with, you can see when the energy is there, when it's not there, when the girl wants to go home, when she's giving it her all. And you want, you want to work with those people. So I appreciate that you had a lot of discipline installed before, before that to, to keep it going. Um, but also passion, you know, you that you yeah. love your job, that you want to create something that's memorable, that you bring in. Obviously, when you are working with a brand, there's an art director or there's a designer. Everybody has, you know, there's some sort of idea or concept. But I think when you work with great and team and artists from hair, makeup stylist to a, a model, is that everyone then brings then something from from them into the project to make it even more special or maybe even better than from what the maybe initial idea was, you know, they bring something where everybody's like, wow, this is not what we thought, but this is actually better or great. And I think that's what, yeah, that's what makes the great team, right? That's what makes it great. Totally. Exceptional. (laughs) Well, it's the same with designers, I guess, you know, and brands, you know? Yeah. What I'd love to see your perspective on, because the modeling in the fashion industry has been being put through a magnifying glass into its treatment of people for a long time, and you know, I think it was due for some for some change. Did you ever experience a hardship or, you know, a situation that you were like, "Man, this is not cool," and what did you do about it? Or maybe you've, you know, like. I I meet women and they go, what were my experiences? I've never personally had, let's just say, an encounter that made me uncomfortable um, or or felt challenged by a man that I feel like I couldn't figure out. But, you know, we've seen our share of <laughs> crazy stories come out of this world and just wondering, you know, did you encounter anything and what did you do to sort of push back and continue to thrive? Well, 
there's a, I feel like there, the, your question, there's like two ways, right? Like hardship in, in jobs. I like, I feel like life isn't pink and fluffy and just like, just always like with no, no emotion and feeling, right? There has to be, in order to be happiness, there's got to be pain there. And you know, you know what I'm saying? So you're in life, you have to go through things and it worked too. Like you, when you start in order to get places, like same things with athletes or anybody like you want to be the best you gotta give you gotta show up you gotta do the work you gotta be consistent you gotta be disciplined you gotta be professional you gotta have that talent and that's what it takes to get to that like what you know that special place or that whatever your goals even are like you know a definition of the success, right? Like everyone has a different definition of, of success, but to be the greatest. So in that way, you know, I don't believe like if you want to be great, that it will just happen or it's going to be easy, right? I feel like also this new generation, I mean, having uh, a 13-year-old is, you know, it's just, and also just the time we live in, even myself, we live in this constant gratification everything comes quickly oh we can have amazon the next day delivery or we can have this now in two like quick and how quick can it be and why is it not so quick so i think it's important and i really also try to you know teach my kids and myself because it's very easily you know we get used to this fast pace having things now right away that it's not always like that you know you want to have certain things you want to be the best in whether it's in school or in your sports, what are you going to do for that? What are you going to do? You want to be the biggest YouTuber or you want to be this and this, whatever those things are for anybody. I always tell them it's work. It's not just, Oh, I want to be that. And it's going to happen tomorrow. It's, you know, it's, it's a process. And, and that's where also where it is beautiful because you going through that process, it, it will make you appreciate the end goal even much more, makes you more proud of yourself, makes you reflect like, wow, I did that. Because if it was too quick, there's no time for you to even feel anything, to go through anything. So how do you even know when you get there? How do you even know when you get there, you know, that you were there if you didn't go through anything? To your, to your question, like on the other side, more from, you know, uncomfortable moments or from, you know, being situations with male, I, I have to say, I mean, I've, I, I've never, you know, had anything that I can like share. Oh my God. Like that was really, um, made me uncomfortable. I feel like anytime yes, I would feel uncomfortable. I was always able to like turn around. Like, obviously I will never put myself in that situation. You know, yeah. you know, there are certain, there are certain things that, you know, you just don't do if there's certain, you know, time or hour, or if it's just by myself, or if, you know, there's, uh, you're having a glass of wine and, you know, there's certain things that, you know, after a while can lead into things and you just have to be aware and, I don't know. I've always, I've always been also like so goofy that I've always kind of turned things 
if they got a little like, okay, or he likes me, what is that? I don't know. I'm also very naive with stuff like that. Like meaning like if somebody likes you, but oh, they do. I'm like, oh, they do. They like me. I don't know. Like I've never was that girl that, you know, growing up early on in my career that guys thought I was beautiful or were after me. So I'm never really, I guess, and I also still think that way. I'm, I'm not that kind of girl. Uh, I always think, I don't think like that. I don't look at it. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't, <laughs> I'm always just, I, now so I'm just so uh, goofy. I would always goof it up and be like, what? Like, um, and also I think if you don't, it's also energy thing, right? Like yeah. if you allow that energy, it's like a, if you open that door, of course things are going to come in. So I think you just have to always know, you know, how, how you how you how you behave or what kind of it's not yeah what energy are you putting out there because it's always will come back to you it doesn't have to be necessarily always the sexual but you know if you're just very negative and really down and sad of course that's it's going to be around you and maybe the things some people you will attract are not going to be the happiest always people right yeah so yeah. that's i think i've always like even if I, you know, what? Of course, there are moments maybe when I was sad and down, but I've always kind of to myself like, okay, I, I don't want to, you know, stay there too long. Like, what can I do? Like, okay, I'm gonna listen to a song that makes me happy. I'm gonna go for a walk, and or I'm gonna go exercise, and just to kind of get out of my head, or I'm gonna do something for somebody. So I just don't. It's not just about me. Or I'm gonna call my family, my parents, the people I love you know, who can be there for me or tell me like that, you know, they care about me or tell me if I'm wrong or, you know, just people who are there for you and honest and they're there for you, not for who they think you are and what you can do for them. And so I think that's just, yeah, all those things are important, you know, having that good foundation. And I had really good parents. I mean, I always have to say, you know, they really did give me great foundation. They give me good head on my shoulders. So I've always kind of knew what was wrong, what what is was correct. Um, I had that from very early on. Like, you know, if something felt a little uncomfortable, weird, I would just walk away or I would just you no know, go there. Yeah. No, I appreciate you saying all that. And, you know, uncomfortable situations, whether, you know, it, I wasn't just thinking male, but like, you know, we've seen in the past, you know, poor treatment of models or poor treatment of, you know, people lower, like entry level within the fashion industry. And so, um, oh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that was also, of course, there too. Um, yeah. You know, not again, you know, some people are going to be nice. Some people are not going to be, uh, you know, they're going to like you. They want to support you. Some are not gonna, um, but again, it's how are you going to deal with it? Am I going to? Yep. Well, I love what you said about hard work because I feel like I probably say this in every podcast about what you said about instant gratification. I say it all the time. And I'm like, it's going to be hard. And not everyone's going to be nice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Anywhere we go. So get ready to work. And if everybody was nice and, and you know, it would be just like, I mean, I always feel like definitely what I always say, you know, why no be nice for the sake of being nice or being rude like I don't operate that way I don't think people need to do that um I'm always kind I'm always always nice even to people maybe I don't necessarily love 
But I always say, you know, even to my kids, I say, you always be polite, you always be kind. And that's it. You know, you don't need to come to those people level. If they want to be mean and they're hurting you, obviously they're having some issues themselves. And actually it's probably not even you. It's something else that they are going through or somebody did to them, you know, and then they feel like they need to do that to others. So I feel like, I, I mean, I've learned it again with experience being in the business for so long and work with so many different people and personalities that, um, you know, you have to learn. And I'm also very sensitive. So I would take it like a lot personal. And, but then I learn, you know, it's a lot of times it's not even me. They're not mad at me or they're not rude to me because it's me. It's just they're, it's something else. And, you know, yeah. and, you know, and yes, and if they need to take it out on someone and if I'm the target, obviously it's not nice. And, you know, I'm not going to try to be like them back. I'm not saying I'm going to be like, oh, let's go on vacation together, but I'm going to be polite. And, you know, it definitely showed me when people were not always kind and use their power, not the nice way. It showed me how I don't want to be. So for me, actually, all those things were great lessons early on because it showed me, you know, I don't want to ever feel that. I will never want to do that to people. That's not success to me. That's not who I want to be as a person. I love that. I think that's so important to take away. And then you don't, you don't look inward on yourself. You just go, okay, good. Next. Bye, Felicia. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So you're at the top of your game. You've been doing this for, you said 23 years. You have three beautiful children. Um, I'm sure people want to know how the fuck do you do it all? And who's your team and who's your support system? How you make this happen? You also have a business, Griffin Ivy Rose. Um, so would love for you to talk a little bit about that. Well, I would like to know how do you do it all? You're going to have four <laughs> child to have a very successful business, you're doing podcasts. So, you know, I, I'm always amazed too how women do the things they do. I'm a big female supporter. I love my women around me, moms, um, you know, where I live, I'm always, like even today, like somebody needed their child picked up from school because they have a doctor's appointment. I'm like, oh my God, I totally take your child. Don't worry about it. We'll feed them. We'll, they'll have fun. Like I love my kids to have their friends and they, they can come over and that we ha- that we can have a community of female, that we can help each other. We should always help each other. And I think that's so beautiful. And I love that, that I'm in a community that we do that for each other and we support each other and we're not just, Oh, you know, look at you, you're going there and you do this. No, you know, and like, we should always uplift each other and like more I do or more successful I am, I'm going to, I'm going to lift everybody around me with them. Right. Um, So that's always how I look at it. I don't really try to look at it as a competition. I don't like to come to that place of, you know, other people being more successful or jealousy. I think it's very, very um, toxic and it just, it never ends well. It never goes anywhere. It's just this horrible feeling and energy. So if you ever feel like, oh, but she has everything, she has this and that, like turn it into something like, well, what can I do? What can I do better? Or, well, what, what, what are my passions? What are my dreams that I can focus on? And also looking at, well, what are your priorities? What is important? for you at that moment, you know, and having three kids, I mean, definitely my priorities are my children. I love my children. I want to be there for them. I want to be at those soccer games. I want to be at the school performances because I truly 
I enjoy it. I love it. It makes me so happy. And I know it makes them so happy. So, you know, I've been lucky that I've been working since <laughs> very young age. So I've had my success and I've had my experiences. So I'm okay, you know, not to be everywhere and to do everything. Of course, I still have my dreams and my passions and things I would love to do. But I need to be also realistic to where I'm in my life and my duties and responsibilities as a parent that I chose. But definitely, it's not easy. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to pull my hair out. And when you think you have it all under control and you kind of know what you're doing, it's like life throws a curveball and, you know, you have to figure out all over again. Or I, I just, it, oh, it's again, like you have to stay focus. You got to stay positive. You start discipline. I mean, I look at family and, and children. It's kind of, it is a running a business. You do have to have some order. You have to have a plan. Like you have to, you know, it just doesn't all happen on its own without like nothing. Right. Like, yeah, it's, you do in order to, to do it well and, and to be there as much as possible and present in the best way you do have to be very organized I mean I you know I'm lucky I have my parents who who love their grandchildren and are always willing and happy to be coming here and to be with us and help us I wish they lived around the corner which they don't I mean they live in the Czech Republic so it is definitely you know oh they they can only spend six months with us in the U.S. and then if we're in Europe we can spend more time with them. Um, they're actually coming today tonight, so I'm so excited. Oh, that's great! Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the bomb on them. Okay, you're here. Enjoy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, and then you know having yes, I mean I I do have great nannies who help me and who are like there with me to do it together, you know, cause I do have three kids, so I, I can be in three places at the same time and I have three different ages. So I really try to give everyone their time and do fun things for each and one of them. And then we do things together uh, when we can, um, but really give them also their individual times and with their friends. And, but it's definitely, you know, uh, I'm always creating and figuring things out. And it's funny when I leave Archie, you, you actually, you met my husband, Archie. Uh, this morning, I left him for like 10 minutes with my one and a half year old and seven year old. He was like having a meltdown. He's like, where have you been? And then it's like <laughs> mess everywhere. You know, I was like, what happened here? I was gone like 10 minutes. There was like shredded paper on the floor. <laughs> you know, one child is having meltdown there. And chaos, the other one is chaos like, ensued. It's so funny. Like, man, it's, well, we just, I guess, used to, we, you know, we've learned to like deal with it and kind of with the chaos you have, it's like, you know, it's constantly organized chaos for sure. When you have kids, it's not like, that's I a mean, perfect way to put it. Right? it is definitely organized I, chaos. Yeah. Now that I think about it, like yeah, in some way it is like, you have to think of it like a company, there's things you have to like be organized, but at the same time, it doesn't always work that way either. Like you might have a plan, but then you have to change the plan and it's, it's a chaos, even if you have a plan. <laughs> yep. So where can people find you, follow you, support uh, your business, all the all the things? So um, I'm a founder of Griffin Ivy Rose. We're a wellness beauty company for children. 
but we like a family because our products are also used by the moms or the dads or adults too. So we're kind of, we call it the family beauty wellness company. We have an Instagram. Uh, they can also follow me on my Instagram. We have our website. They can also find us now in Walmart and some Whole Foods in Florida, especially uh, Sex Fifth Avenue. We are on the Todd, the Mesonet, or directly at griffinivyrose.com. And, you know, I started this company with my two amazing partners who are also great parents. And between three of us, we have kids ranging from 17 to one and a half. We have between all of us, three, six, nine kids. Um, so it's been really wonderful working with them. And, you know, everyone is just so different, comes from different walks of life. Rachel comes from marketing world and also moved to Miami from New York and Orion is our herbalist and herb specialist. And he's been in this business for 25 years working with his dad, who is a Eastern medicine doctor practitioner. Um, and he's had his herb shop in Miami for 25 years, where after you see his dad in the practice, you go to his herb shop where they create on the spot, these herbal elixir for whatever it's going on in your body. Um, so basically he's taking all that knowledge into our company and everything is based on Eastern medicine, herb, plant-based, we're sustainable packaging, which we're really excited about. We're hundred percent sustainable. Um, I feel packaging. like I need another episode with you where we can <laughs> dive into your business and the Eastern medicine part, because I'm a huge proponent of that. No, I would love to. And and you would love meeting also Rachel, who is also a mom, and she has an incredible story having preemie twins, um, you know, that survived and were born at 26 weeks and spent three months in ICU. And you know, really, that's kind of how this company started. And then we all met at Orion in this dad's office when wow. I would go with my family, with my children, myself. And that's where really this company started. We just felt you know, we were both all passionate about this. We felt like there was a space in the market in this and for this. And we really felt like there, we wanted to also bring a little bit that modern approach and also style and aesthetic with the Eastern practices, because those never really went together. You know, it was very holistic or healthy, but it didn't have any like style. It didn't have any personality, but we wanted to give it that, you know, coming from the fashion world or more aesthetic world. Yeah. Why not give it something that's more pleasing to the eye or that has that experience for the children and families, which is, it's, is, is important. And, and of course, as what's it's in, inside, because you have to create that emotional connection for these kids too. They need to like the products, whether oh, it's by sure. visual tactile or the taste. Um, so those three things are extremely important to us. Of course, the quality uh, extremely important, which is there, but we felt like the visual uh, aspect was really lacking in the business. That's because you're in fashion. That's because you got that eye, you know, (laughs) absolutely. I mean, you would love all of them and Ryan too, you know, coming from where he comes from and Rachel, I mean, we're so different yet. We are alike. We always agree on everything, but we do have different approaches. Yeah. You know, Orion grew up in this holistic world since he's little. Um, I mean, I'm European, so I definitely grew up with a lot of holistic, natural things, homemade things. Yeah. You know, which I never thought they were that 
special. But now when I look back, you know, I'm like, wow, that's so cool. I mean, that was special, you know, that I had these opportunities, you know, having my grandmother making homemade fresh jams and pickles for the winter time and, you know, harvesting and planting and just having everything from the garden fresh, what they gave you. And, you know, my parents cooking everything. And I remember when I would have a sore throat or tummy aches, you know, my grandmother would make some teas from plants she had grown in her garden and stuff, which wouldn't, you know, again, never, I never thought about those things being something unique. Uh, and look now, like we live in a cool wellness times, right? Space where I feel like people are time. definitely going back to their roots. We're going back to mother nature and looking at what she has given us and how powerful she is. I mean, she's also very powerful. So you have to know how to obviously use it carefully because too much of good can be also bad. Yeah. And then, and then Rachel having her experience and, you know, coming from Midwest. So we're definitely interesting three founders uh, from different walks of life. And, but I think that's what makes us kind of interesting. Well, thank you for sharing this. I love hearing your story. I love getting to talk to you uh, more than the two minutes I sometimes get with you at certain events because it's so crazy. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, no, thank you so much. I feel like there's so much to tell, you know, being in the business for so long, there's so many stories and so many things. I know, I know. We we never have the time. (laughs) Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca. Enjoy the holidays. I wish you all the best and incredible delivery. Enjoy that baby with your family. And (laughs) thank thank you so much for having me. Of course. We'll talk soon. I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I also want to ask you to rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a pain in the butt, but it actually helps with search and algorithm. So if you love this podcast, it is an easy way to get it more visible and out there. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Rebecca Minkoff at RM Superwomen and be sure to check out my book, Fearless, The New Rules for Unlocking Creativity, Courage, and Success. Thank you again, and you will hear from me next week.